Hi everyone. So welcome to another female spotlight episode. As I'm sure you all know, my guest of today is the beautiful Simran, who is a lingerie wear designer working within the intimate wear field, and she's achieved so much at such a young age, um, where she's had her pieces showcased at various fashion shows, as well as winning the best collection at. National Institute of Fashion Technology in Bangalore. And so I'm so excited to learn more about her and take you with me on this journey. Hey, Simran. Hi, Alicia. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What about you? Yes, all good. So I'm really happy to speak to you again. I know that when we spoke the last time, we had a few connectivity issues. So hopefully, fingers crossed that everything goes better this time. Fingers so before I get into any of the questions, um, something that we always ask our female podcast guests is how they've been lately, because I think it's something that we hear on a day-to-day -day basis, but we don't always kind of listen to the person answering. So I'd love to know how you've been lately. Um, it's been a tough time for, I think, everyone out in the world. And right now, at least for me, it's been like my classes have been online. So everything has shifted online now. And like back home a lot of people like are falling sick and it's really like it's a difficult time for people there and being away from my family it's again a difficult task but we all are dealing with it and we have to like evolve I feel with the times. Yeah absolutely I think it's I think this time is just all about kind of adapting and evolving but I'm happy to hear that you're safe and that you're doing fine. Um, so before we kind of get into your career and your journey to it I want you to take us a few years back um, where you know your journey to being a lingerie wear designer started and I know that your family is you know um, from a business background and you kind of deviated from that to study fashion um, and I know that your love for lingerie kind of started from you know your love for romance novels and all of that but Something that I really want to know is, you know, first of all, why you chose to do lingerie and also how was it having a conversation with your parents? Because I think in Indian households, sometimes um, it can be a little tricky, like speaking about such topics that can be a little bit of a stigma in the Indian culture. So I'd love to know how you kind of dealt with that. Uh, so it all began when I was in my 12th standard. Like I studied my 11th in science and my 12th in commerce. So I never expected to actually enter the field of fashion or even arts for that matter. So when I was in my 12th, I happened to sit with my brother and I told him that I'm really confused. What do I do? So he said, what do you really, what's your passion? What are you passionate about? So I said, I think it's fashion. So he said, okay, why don't you research which is the best fashion institute in India and apply for that? So when I just Googled it, NIFT popped out and that's where my entire journey began. Like I began studying for it. Like I had no experience in art. Like I wasn't good with a pen or even with colors or my aesthetics weren't that good either. But then I started developing it. I started attending like art classes and in Goa, we don't have any training centers or any training, like especially for fashion. So I had to go to a lot of different art classes and learn from there. And slowly I just entered the, like, I remember going for the NIFT exam and there were so many people over there answering this one exam. <laughs> I was, I was really scared. I was like, I'm not going to get in this university for sure. Yeah. As fate would have it, like I got through and I got knitwear design. So the thing is in NIFT, when you enter, everyone wants to do fashion design because that's the hot, the hot cake. Like, you know, everyone wants it's to It's very buy. competitive. Go for that. 
So, but then I ended up getting knitwear and I thought, okay, how can I make the best of the situation? And I like researched about it. And since, as you said, like in my, from my childhood, I loved reading novel, novels, like romance novels, as well as my mom, she used to get these beautiful pieces of lingerie from Europe whenever she would come back to India. And I was just fascinated with the lace detailing and the fabric. And that's why I thought, okay, why don't I make this my career, like something that I love and turn it into something that I can earn from and earn a living from. So that's how I began, like, you know, okay, focusing in knitwear, I started focusing on lingerie. And although my friends were like stitching dresses and other like things in knits, I would just focus on lingerie. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make this into a French nick. I'm going to make this into a negligee. So that's how I um, went on. And, and telling my parents, I am really grateful to have very supportive family and very supportive parents, especially who knew, like they have an eye for business. So they knew that, okay, this is something that the future, it could work really well in the future. And so, although like there were some hurdles, like a lot of mm -hmm. aunts would like ask me, are you sure about data? Or like, are you sure you're doing the right thing? I said, yeah, maybe I, because I felt at that time, even as a kid, like I, even now I'm quite confused. Sometimes I just think that, oh, I can't do this. This is just getting out of hand. But then, you know, you, you self, you motivate yourself and tell yourself that you have done, like you've done a lot right now. And there's so much more to learn in this field. You're just a beginner. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say that now people in India are a bit more accepting of what you're doing or are you still kind of receiving a few looks from like those aunties and uncles that were kind of critical in the beginning? Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are accepting and they see like the thing is right now we are in such a different age where we can find everything online, like everything is connected in the world and nothing is isolated. Like people can see what's happening in New York, what's happening in London just right from their homes or from their phone. Mm. It's more of a global world now. And the, the concept of lingerie isn't that taboo anymore, I feel, in India. And also brands like Zavami and so many other in Indian brands that are selling intimate wear have started push putting out ads that talk about this and address this topic. So that's a great start, I feel. And Yeah, absolutely. I think people are definitely, I think, becoming more comfortable with lingerie and kind of the whole concept around that. So I think that's definitely a positive. Um, and you obviously, you mentioned that you've already achieved so much. And I mentioned that before as well. And obviously I was there at Leicester Fashion Week and I saw your pieces. Um, I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about how it felt to have your pieces showcased because I know that you had Leicester Fashion Week, another one in Bangalore, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so how did that feel just to have, you know, models wear your pieces for the very first time, really? So the first time actually was when I was, it was my graduation show in Lyft. And that was really nice because, but the thing was that I wasn't allowed to showcase my garments as like lingerie on the stage. They had to wear three, three layers over it. So, wow. so I had to stitch 15 pieces If everyone else was stitching like five pieces. I had to stitch 15 because my first five were my lingerie like mm. sets. And then they were like, you know, a negligee or a pinoa or something over it. So you cover it because my faculty said that, okay, you have made this beautiful lingerie, but sadly we cannot showcase it because there are going to be dignitaries over there and there'll be like, like, yeah, state, state like executives and stuff. So we cannot showcase like lingerie on the stage. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll make more pieces. And I put in a lot more effort for that. And voila, that, that happened. And luckily they really liked it. So. I was able to secure the like you know the best design collection yeah amazing yeah and when it came to in the india intimate fashion week and leicester fashion week 
I was quite shocked actually. I applied as a volunteer. Like I really wanted to work backstage, and I oh. volunteer backstage. But they actually liked my work, and they said, "Okay, okay, we can accept you as a volunteer. But would you also like to like show? Would you like to like you know showcase your garments over there?" So I said, "Definitely, that would be a great opportunity." So it was amazing, amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. It's very surreal, I think, to see something that you've designed and you've created to then see it on models. I think it's, I think it's unreal. Um, and so on that, actually, so obviously we know that a lot of brands are now catering to kind of plus size women. And, you know, you've got different sizes now ranging from extra small to XXXL, which I think is amazing because I think it's, you know, promoting the whole inclusivity like movement. Um, I'm sure that with lingerie, it can get a little bit tricky because I'm sure that some fabrics may be a bit more difficult to work with. How, oh, I guess, what's your idea around how to best cater for that? Because I'm sure that it is challenging at times to cater for all sizes, but I think it is really important that designers continue to do that. Yeah, so the most important part about sizing is that you need to know grading. So lingerie is a very technical subject and you need to, like each pattern needs to be checked properly so that not a centimeter, not a millimeter even is out of range. And so when you want to design for like, usually they take 34B as the, the average size and we design for that. And then the patterns are graded. So they're graded with a technique that's specially uh, like we have to practice it and get it right because each measurement is like if you have a cup and then it keeps on adding one centimeter one like one inch or the measurement right. getting added so you grade your patterns and that's how you get different sizes and plus size the plus size models are i mean like that that's a range that is actually booming right now because yeah. of, uh, like that like what it was about 10 years ago and people have understood that you know there are, there are people with needs and we need to meet that we need to meet those needs yeah absolutely yeah i think it's so important that um, brands and designers continue to do that because i think sometimes we leave out you know people who are on the plus side and people who are also you know more on the slimmer side so i think it's nice to have you know all the sizes catered for but it's good to know that you've got like um, a way to do that which caters for those people um and so I think something that we all girls struggle with, which I'm sure I can kind of relate to a lot of other girls in this matter, is bra shopping and lingerie shopping, I think can be super, super difficult. And so I'd love to know, you know, what advice do you have for someone or a young girl that's looking to buy lingerie or even, you know, a proper bra? Because I think a bra is just, it's more than just an aesthetic. It's, you know, your comfort. It makes you feel safe, makes you feel secure. So what is something that you think that we should be looking out for when we are doing our, you know, monthly or yearly, sometimes even um, bra shopping? So the thing with bras is that you need to make sure that the fit is right. Mm. Because if it isn't right, you will feel uncomfortable. And that's something that people really do not want with their bra, because that's the first layer on your body. That's the first protection for your breasts. Absolutely. Really sensitive. So you have to make sure your fit is right by, uh, make, like, by checking the the band if it sits properly your bridge the the thing in the center of the breasts that has to sit on the body your your underwire should not sit on the breast tissue always scoop it in whenever you're wearing it and the the hook at the back should go on the second hook like when you hook it in it should be in the middle not on the first one not on the last one oh okay so yeah and one thing another many 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 people do not realize is that your bra can only last for about six months 
Mm. But you shouldn't like overuse it because then it's just harming your breast. Yeah. You have to keep like, you know, getting new one after some time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know that because I'm guilty of that. I think I've got some things in my drawer that have maybe been there for one or two years. But it's really important that, again, what you said, you know, getting new ones on a, wherever, six, six months, you said? Yeah, about six to nine months. Six yeah. months, yeah. And what about like washing? Like, do you, because obviously some lingerie and some bras are made from lace and other fabrics. And would you recommend that that should be done like within two yeah. weeks or a monthly or? So washing the bras is very important when you're washing it with your hand. You shouldn't wash it in the machine. Yeah. Because bra, the underwire, etc. Like it just gets tangled up and the fabric starts, you know, crumpling. So it's better if you hand wash your bras. That is always the, the way to go with bras. The safest option, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with so that. For, and sorry, what did you say? It can preserve the bra for a longer time. Absolutely, yeah. Because I think when you put it in the washing machine, it's it can just it can damage it a lot quicker than as you mentioned if you hand wash it. It's just safer. It's and I think it's not the easier option, but definitely long term I think it's the most effective yeah. option. Um and so, you know, I think going back to the whole pandemic and how it's really impacted our ways of working, I know that you're working on a new collection at the moment. Um, I'm just wondering if you can perhaps tell us a bit more about it and what your inspiration has been behind it. And if that's, if the pandemic has kind of impacted um, your inspiration behind it, really. Yeah, so the thing is that I have started designing, like I was really anxious when the pandemic came up. And like when it started the whole thing, like it started in the UK and I really knew that this is a very sad situation when people started dying and Italy was in such a bad situation. I knew that I needed to some design something that looked towards the future and not at the past, but learned from the past. So I started designing post intimate, like post COVID intimate wear. Mm -hmm. So pandemic intimate wear that focuses on health, wellness and on the body, on human body and something that people would want to wear, which would give them healing properties. So I'll just show you some of the embroideries. Like I also wanted to work, like I wanted to make it for the people and I wanted it to be uh, something that, you know, everyone will like, wa like would want to wear because it's made by like some of like our own people. Yeah. These women who would uh, work like on embroideries and inform the villages and who would love to like, you know, get some work done right now because their husbands are unemployed and they are the sole breadwinners in their family. So that's how I got these embroideries done. Like I'll just show you some of them. Yeah, please. So, so it's like this. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So mm. this is the type of embroidery that I got done. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. I love the little pop of color. Exactly. And I try to work with a lot of knits as well. So like the fabric has, uh, is made of knitted like it's a knitted fabric mm -hmm. from me called Asai Kasai so they are my key sponsors right now and uh, they have they are based in Japan so I wrote to them and I asked them if I could collaborate with them or like they could sponsor my fabric and they agreed so it was it was amazing wow. so is your fabric coming from Japan to the UK now oh my god wow it came from Japan to India and then now I brought it to UK so oh, it's a whole entire journey from <laughs> basically traveling the world <laughs> exactly and like this fabric is really nice because it has amazing wicking properties so the company's name is asai kase and this is their bember cupro fabric so this fabric has uh, like properties such as 
it is biodegradable and it is sustainable and it's made in like with a regenerated cellulosic fiber which is basically when you put it back in the soil it will degenerate easily oh wow so it's very ethical and it's exactly. i love that you're tapping into the whole kind of sustainability movement because i think as i was discussing as well before is um with the whole pandemic i think people are definitely going to look to shop more ethically so is, is your inspiration behind this collection then kind of this whole movement of the ethical side of things or yeah of, yeah as well ethical as well as because i want to make something that people will feel comfortable wearing because they're stuck at home and a lot of people want to focus more on their health and wellness mm. a huge industry right now that's booming so i think we, if you're making garments like this i dyed this fabric itself i dyed it with neem and aloe vera and haldi like that's turmeric oh, yeah got some really amazing results so these results then these this fabric would help the body when it comes to like people with cancer or so many other like diseases who want to wear things that are well like you know which aren't harming their body because when you wear a bra that is dyed with basic dyes or acid dyes it harms your body because that color has chemicals in it absolutely and, like on your skin throughout the day yeah yeah no you're completely right i love that you mentioned that you're kind of doing a lot of the dyeing at home i think you know being an indian i think we've got so many different like ayurveda techniques that are so amazing and so good for us exactly. i also love that you mentioned that um you want to make garments that are comfortable to wear and especially with lingerie i think people kind of look to them to be really uncomfortable itchy not the best kind of fit to your body but i love that you're kind of in investing into the right materials that kind of feel good on the body um and so i know that you mentioned as well before that i think you traveled to japan and um, another place as well and that's kind of where you got your inspiration from <laughs> and you mentioned that india and our culture is something that really inspires your garments so i'd love for you to tell us a bit more about kind of your inspiration about how our culture impacts your way of thinking so i studied in bungagakan daigaku like that bungagakan university for about a semester exchange when i was in my third year in lift and that really opened my eyes to a lot of things because the culture the way they the way they they are the precision in each of their things like when they are stitching when they are draping they'll pin it properly like you know they'll be like oh if you pin it the other way beg like, no remove it and pin it again mm. so thing that i learned over there as well as i learned foundation garments over there so in that course we learned how to we were we taught we were taught how to basically mold uh, the body and how to contour the body in the right manner and cut patterns and like so many things as well as like i when i traveled over there i saw the way they like the people how they wore their clothing and street fashion so these things inspired me as well as when i came, like india constantly inspires me like the country the culture the traditions everything like my one of my collections that i showcased was uh, the like it was called kafi morris and it was based on indian goddesses and how we perceive them their strength and all the properties that you know make them so amazing and as kids we look up to that and so i you know sort of inculcated whatever i had learned and used that in my design so and also embroideries like when you come to embroideries in india there are so many embroideries each state so has so many exactly and the fabric and everything like and i have friends who are like dyers who are um, like really good at embroidery and stuff and they were the ones who motivated me 
inspired me to venture into this like entirely they said why are you looking at international markets why don't you look at india like we have so much here why don't you actually try and use this in your designs and i i must say like they are one of my like they are the ones who actually like taught me a lot when i was Pushed in nepal you yeah exactly yeah oh i love that i think India has so much to offer I think our culture it's so interesting to see how a lot of your um lingerie kind of inspiration is from our culture as you mentioned how you've got the dyeing and you know like haldi and all of that and you've got the embroidery as well so it's really nice to see that our culture is beautiful as it is but it can be I think incorporated in so many other ways as well so I love that you're kind of taking inspiration from our culture which I mean makes sense why wouldn't you <laughs> Um so I guess what are you planning on doing next because I know that you um are almost done with your masters now and I know that you're kind of planning to go back to India and kind of you know make your mark there so yeah what is your next your next steps and what would your ultimate dream be so to say so I'm just a beginner in this industry I always consider myself like I'm just learning I'm just starting out so I feel like I really want to learn from the brands here my main motive to come to the uk and study here was that there are such amazing lingerie designers here like there are brands that are killing it uh, so to say and who are like really have accomplished a lot and they know the art of lingerie so what i want to do is take the traditional technique straight something that's so authentically indian and bring it to a global platform that's why i have to like learn about how it is done here so one of the reasons like what i plan on doing next is an internship or like getting some experience here from designers and then probably in the future going back to india and starting something of my own yeah being a boss woman <laughs> you already are i love that and i think also we were kind of discussing from the last time that we spoke mm-hmm. is how india i mean huge market population is crazy very high purchasing power but a lot of um you know brands and garment kind of creators are not really paying a lot of attention to i guess the ethics behind what they're producing so as you mentioned a lot of the buttons and a lot of the small details within the garments are you know not the healthiest for your body so i'm sure from our conversation today you're looking to you know produce more sustainable garments that are make you feel good but are also good for your body yeah exactly so that's the main aim like i have seen like a lot of indian brands recently have started uh, like have started uh, accepting sustainable garments and have started building on this trend that's come out everywhere so if for lingerie i feel that is something that is lagging not just mm-hmm. in india, like internationally as well although there are brands like eberj from the us that have that tapped into that market so and also like there are some indie brands in india as well but bringing it to a bigger like platform mass producing it like my as you said my goal my main goal is to have one of my pieces in everyone's closet and i want everyone to feel that they like the brand is for them by them and belongs to them so that's the whole ethos of my thinking and i want to make something that makes everybody healthier makes them feel comfortable and gives them a good fit yeah i love that i think that's so important when it comes to garments is you know you feel good and you know you feel confident you feel amazing but then as well as the chemical not the chemicals but the garment that you're wearing is obviously good for your body so i love that you're tapping into those three different areas so what advice would you give 
to someone maybe who's you know 18 19 or even maybe older than us looking to kind of venture into the intimate wear field and once maybe be a lingerie wear designer yeah what would your kind of tips and advice be to them um i don't know if i can i'm the right person to give an advice i like give advice but then what i can say is that just be motivated and just be focused so the thing is that when you start working towards like intimate wear and lingerie there'll be a lot of people who tell you it doesn't work it's too technical it's difficult like the market isn't there for it or like it's difficult to get a job which are true but then if you're really passionate about it mm. you find a way so you have to make you have to pave the path yourself absolutely and just believe in yourself you believe in yourself and i'm sure that you've also had some challenges as well where not everything has been you know perfect and all flowers and sunshine but i guess what you said just keep pushing through i think there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel exactly so before we end the interview because i can speak to you for ages i think it's so amazing what you're doing and what you've achieved so far um what is a personal mantra that you live by so what i do is i usually set up my mantra as my screensaver like on my lock screen so every day, the first thing that I wake up is that I see that mantra and I realize that that is the way I have to go. So the one I follow right now is by Swami Vivekananda, who was an Indian saint. Um, it says, arise, awake, and do not stop until your goal is reached. I love that. Yeah, very, I think it's short, but very impactful and very powerful. So I think everyone that's watching and if someone isn't you know, watching right now, will listen to this after who is looking to kind of work with as a designer or within the intimate wear field i think just keep pushing follow your dreams and i think just keep working hard and you will definitely reap the results exactly um, i want to well, say thank you so much simran for speaking to me thank you alicia thank you for having me it was of, a lot course, of course it's been so lovely speaking to you i'm so happy that the connection was amazing during this live and so that everyone was watching. Um, it was a good like take that we did this again. Um, I wish you all the very best for the future. And again, I mean, I still remember seeing you at Leicester Fashion Week and seeing this Indian girl walk in with her suitcase and her lingerie pieces. I think it's so inspiring. Um, so I wish you all the very best. And to everyone that's watching, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. You too. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.